What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Welcome to the Rocks Pile Podcast, part of Fansided Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Kevin Henry and Noah Yingling. Welcome into the Rocks Pile Rockies Report. I am Noah Yingling, one of the co-experts of Rocks Pile, and I am here with my fellow co-expert and friend, Kevin Henry in Colorado. Kevin, how are you? Noah, all good, my friend. Uh, we finished watching the uh, Rockies take two of three from those Cubbies that came into town. And uh, glad to have uh, our uh, correspondent and good buddy, uh, Dwayne Dupron, sitting here uh, with me. He's going to help us with some Marlins coverage this weekend. So thanks for being around, Duke. It's great to be here. Look forward to uh, some more exciting action at Coors Field here in the next few days. So what about Ohio, man? What's going on there? It is hot, and next week it is going to get even hotter. Oh, lovely. Heat index in the hundreds. Oh, and the humidity. Yeah, that's just no good. Yeah. Hopefully we won't have Cincinnati level of humidity because like, when I was in Cincinnati, it was boiling hot there. I mean, just boiling, boiling hot. We don't, we usually don't get that kind of humidity. We usually don't get that kind of heat either, but, uh, but yeah, it's hasn't been as bad, but yeah, it's in the nineties next week. will be fine. All right. Well, and you, you have definite exper- experience with that in Oklahoma. I know. I, I, yep. And, uh, Dwayne still lives in Oklahoma. So, uh, he and I were swapping, uh, how I do not miss humidity stories, uh, right before we got on the air. <laughs> Oh, but so no, before we get into the podcast, Kevin has a very special note. Oh, don't I ever, my friend. Let's talk about our sponsor, Manscaped. Hey, attention listeners across the galaxy, all the way from Australia to Houston, because we do have those here on the Rocks Power Rockies Report. Do we have a grooming problem? That's the question we want to ask you. And if so, our friends from Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth-generation and brand-new Lawnmower 4.0. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. That's F-A-N-S-I-D-E-D and the number 20. For your out-of-world experience, look no further than the Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped that has just taken off not only in the U.S., but also Canada, the United Kingdom, across Europe, Australia, South Africa, Singapore, you name it, Manscaped is there. Inside this package, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker, Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, 
Crop Reviver Toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold your whole solar system. So, hey, get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. Escape the shrubs and weeds this summer and shine with Manscaped. And a big thanks to Manscaped for sponsoring the podcast. And here, well, first off, before we start, I do want to send another special message out, and that is to you for listening. First off, uh, in the month of July, our uh, listeners were uh, here on the podcast were more than we would have uh, set goals for or expected. And if you read the site, which I assume you do, considering you listen to the podcast, we smashed every goal that we ever could have set and more. So big thank you to reading and listening to the site and the podcast. And with the trade rumors, as we always know, there's even though Rockies fans are disappointed you guys were very interested in the rumors because there was a lot of them. There were, no, and a lot of them revolved around one all-star shortstop by the name of Trevor Story. Uh, and in today's series finale against the Cubs, uh, Story connected on his 14th and 15th homers of the season, extended his hitting streak to a season-long eight games, and today's game gave him 17 career multi-homer games as a shortstop. That's the fourth most in the expansion area behind this guy named Alex Rodriguez. Uh, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, <laughs> Cal Ripken Jr. and Noma. Noma Gassiapara. So, Dupe, you know, one thing that I noticed after the game, and you heard it as well, is that uh, Bud Black said that he really felt like these next two months, we were going to see the best of Trevor's story moving forward. Yes. Uh, um, Bud was talking about how uh, now that the, all this, the trade deadline has passed, that uh, all the issues that, uh, uh, that could have possibly, uh, um, you know, come up and have been discussed during that time now is a, is a thing of the past that he really thinks that, uh, um, that Trevor's going to settle in and, and uh, finish off these, uh, uh, last uh, you know seven weeks of the season and, and have um, you know just a great run a great stretch uh, um, similar to what uh, Trevor's had in the past he's had other times during his career where he's just really settled in and, and uh, um, you know uh, with the long ball and also just with uh, uh, his hitting stroke and all and uh, he thinks that uh, uh, that we're really going to see some very special things uh, come from uh, Trevor here as we uh, you know complete the regular season. And, and Noah, one thing that struck me today, I was sitting there in the press box and there was a lot of chatter about story and looking like Trevor of old and everything else. And it really hit me today that, you know, we're pretty much guaranteed barring injury, of course. So we've got two months left to watch Trevor and those will probably be the last two months that we will see him in a Rockies uniform. Yeah. And that will be, it'll be interesting to see what the Rockies decide to do this off season. Um, I, I mean, Obviously, they're not going to extend story. I mean, considering he has voiced his displeasure, uh, I, it's not going to happen unless there's some astronomical amount that the Rockies are going to offer, which they are. But it'll be interesting to see what they do 
particularly on who replaces him. Are they going to trade for somebody? Are they going to go the free agent route? Or are they going to go with somebody in-house? Somebody in-house that has been hot lately is Brendan Rodgers. Mm-hmm. And since the All-Star break, he, including today, he is hitting 328. Four homers and seven RBI entering today um, since the break. And he has, with the exception of the, I believe it was the second and third game. No, it was the third and fourth game of um, returning back from the All-Star break. He has had a hit in every game since. And he had two today for the Rockies. And then he had three on Wednesday as well. So he's been hot at the plate as well. Um, and I mean, with, with the Cubs series, I mean, the Cubs were one of the teams that we've, the three of us have seen how they have completely dismantled and Rockies fans were hoping that Rockies would do the same thing. We knew it wasn't going to happen. We predicted it. We we aren't second guessing, first guessing. Um, and they did essentially nothing. Um, so uh, I w- I'll beat this like a dead horse. It's been the most important season in Rockies history. It will continue to be, and it will be this off season too, because do they keep Bill Schmidt? What do they do with Brendan Rogers, Trevor story, uh, John gray? I mean, there's, there's so many things where even right now you might be looking at the team like, okay, they stink. Why should I be watching? And that's a fair assessment, unfortunately. But also, too, on the other hand, you could be seeing here in the next few months, like even with Joshua Fuentes, now he's in AAA, whereas at the beginning of the year, especially going into spring training before they signed C.J. Krohn, they thought he would be the everyday first baseman. So far this year, he is not. So in the words of Dick Monfort, they have to see uh, who they want to cut bait with. Yep. Yeah, and and I'm really glad that you brought up the Cubs. Uh, one thing that's jumped out at me today is with the loss today, they have lost 19 of 29 games since July 1st. So this is a team that just said, you know what, we're going to start over. And obviously, you jettison Bryant and Rizzo and Baez. You know, you you know that that's pretty much the end of it. But, Dwayne, one thing that I saw today, and I think you saw it as well, is that this Rockies team, now that we're past the trade deadline, look, they're out of contention. But they are playing a lot looser. There's not that cloud hanging over them of what might happen, what could happen. I mean, they've got the whole uh, cool shades going, uh, the deal with it shades working. Uh, I mean, did you see the same thing I did today with that? Yes, I think it's – now they can just just relax and, and just have fun and play baseball. And when uh, you know the pressure is off, and you could just uh, go out and uh, on a daily basis and just play the game and have fun and uh, just let it go from there. It's surprising how oftentimes uh, players will uh, you know come up with uh, uh, performances that uh, that heretofore that uh, uh, you had not seen from them. When uh, you know the they could just just play the game and just enjoy it and and. And half fun, as you mentioned, the you know, the cool shades the idea that uh, is now uh, on the team and all, and That's they've had a lot of fun with that. You yeah, know, they're in the post game today and the post game interviews and all. Uh, a lot was made up and everything, and uh, you know, it's just a, 
I think it's a team that really can, uh, I think can really kind of find itself here over these last uh, two months of the season uh, where they, uh, they can just go out and, and uh, just play ball and, and enjoy the sport for what it is and uh, see where things uh, stack up at the end of the season. But I think uh, there's a lot of uh, uh, things that uh, a lot of positives that uh, could come out of this last uh, two months of the season with players uh, just uh, playing and, and with no uh, pressure in the particular situations. And, and no, one thing I remember from, I guess, it's, well, a couple seasons ago, because we had COVID last year, was the whole Cucarachas thing, uh, you know, at the end of the year, and how Garrett Hampson really just blossomed during that time. Again, knowing he could go out there and steal bases and take some chances at the plate and everything else, and and it's paid off. Now, Hampson has regressed this season, and that's Absolutely. a whole other, yeah, that's a whole other story, but you always want your team competing for the postseason spot. But at the same time, if this is the best that the Rockies are going to have in 2021, as you mentioned in your article, let's find out what these guys can do and actually give them every chance to succeed. Now I have two stats for you guys. First off for Hampson, since you mentioned him since July 1st, he is, uh, in fact, we'll, we'll go a little bit later than that. We'll go July 3rd. Okay. Since July 3rd, he is at 147 with a 205 on base. Oof. That is not including today. Um, secondly, including today, since June 1st, can either of you guess what the Rockies' record is? I bet you can. Uh, I could not. I'm a, I'm a, I know it's a winning record. But I don't know anything more than that. They are 28 and 27. There you go. Mm-hmm. That, you know, and, and and the only reason I know that is because, A, I cheated because I read the game notes today. Uh, but they have had two consecutive non-losing months. Correct. So, yep. and they start August off. And with the Marlins coming into town this weekend, who knows? And guess what? They've won games on the road. They have done that too. Yes, San Diego, we're looking at you. Stay classy because I hate to tell you, Padres, they've uh, taken advantage of you the last two times they've been in San Diego. In the month of July, they won as many road games as they did in May, uh, April, May, and June combined. The same exact amount. Wow. And, And again, they have an opportunity now to do the whole Marlins coming into town this weekend. The Marlins just finished up a series in Miami with the Mets. So they are waiting for them to come in. We're going to talk more about what is coming down the road for the Rockies. I've got a couple of questions to ask my fine fellow uh, friends here on the the site. Uh, Let's talk about what we could see from the Rockies last two months of the season. After this break here on the Rocks Pile, Rockies Report. And we are back. Rocks Power Rockies report. Kevin Henry, Noah Yingling, Dwayne Dupron, the, the trifecta, as we like to call it here on the podcast yes. all the time. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so, Noah, I'm going to start off with you. Uh, this is going to be a really interesting weekend series, uh, not only because, again, the Marlins coming into town, you would think it'd be an opportunity for the, the Rocks to actually get some more W's here, uh, especially you've got Marquez, Gomber, and Freeland, maybe, we're still waiting to see about his foot, but Freeland is scheduled to start on Sunday. 
So those are three pretty good guys taking the mound. But of those three, I'm very interested to see our, our friend Austin Gomber because he did not have a good outing last time. Yeah, and for the um, for the Marlins entering today at least, they were one game below the Rockies in the win-loss record, but they had scored the same amount of runs as they allow, meaning a 500 team. So um, it'll, it will be interesting from that perspective. But um, for the Marlins in the series on Saturday, they will have Jesus Luzardo on the mound, and he is one of their new acquisitions from Oakland. Um, the Marlins traded Starling Marte, formerly of the Pirates, um, to Oakland in exchange for Luzardo. So he is known to be have an electric arm. Um, so he he could be a big uh, pitcher for the Marlins in the series. But overall, the Marlins, I mean, they're a fifth place team. You look at, you look at them and they're hitting not great. The guys who were hitting great for them are no longer on the team. Starling Marte, Adam Duvall. Um, and then they've actually got a pretty good pitching staff. But it'll be interesting to see how they transfer to Coors. Because believe it or not, their pitching staff by ERA entering Thursday, fourth in the National League, hmm. 352 ERA. And they had four starters with ERA pluses of 130 or better. One is on the injured list in Pablo Lopez, and one is on the paternity list in Trevor Rogers. And he was in Denver because he was an all-star. Yep. And then also, too, the Marlins, they, they have a good bullpen. So, uh, it'll, but it'll be interesting to see how that transfers to Coors Field. Now, after the series, and uh, the, the Marlins series is important because if they want to get wins, you're most likely going to get it in that series because then they go on the road and they face Houston and San Francisco. Not exactly uh, pulling up the rear in either of their respective divisions because they are in first place in both their divisions and in their leagues. Now, the, I was looking at the road uh, schedule ahead, and like you said, Astros for two, after an off day on Monday, Astros for two, and then Giants for four yes. in San Francisco. And, uh, Dwayne, I tell you, whenever we look at the schedule coming up, uh, I, I got to admit, whenever I see Houston on the schedule, I'm flashing back to this past uh, couple of days that the Astros were in L.A., and all the stuff that went on with that Astros-Dodgers series. And I'm going to ask both of you guys a question, because I'll be honest, I was embarrassed for Dodgers fans with, like, with everything I saw. And I'm going to ask you both point blank, do the Astros – I mean, does it deserve that kind of response? Booze, I get. But violence against fans, everything else, Dwayne, is it, are we taking it too far at this point? Well, I think there's there's just some things that you can tolerate and, and other things that uh, that shouldn't be. And, uh, um, you know, it's 
baseball should be a sport that uh, you know should be played with honor and and uh, on the field as well as off the field. And uh, uh, you know when things happen that uh, uh, that shouldn't take place, it just it just uh, makes everybody that's involved uh, uh, not should put them in a in a very bad light and all. You know, so I that's that's my thoughts on it. No, how about you? I. One, you, you don't resort to violence because, oh, somebody else is a different fan of some team than me. Um, usually violence is not the answer. Just, just a very good general rule of thumb. But also, too, I mean, you already know, the Dodgers fans already know that Astros fans are on edge. So why would you want to poke a sleeping bear? Not to mention, too, it's not like the Astros are just some last place team where, oh, we can make fun of them because they can't win because they're not cheating. Obviously, they're not cheating now. And they're in first place. So. Obviously, with with tensions like that and history like that, um, things are going to be on edge. But like I said. Violence is never the answer, especially for something like that. And they're fans. I mean, I, okay, I get that you're pissed off that Manfred didn't do jack squat. Shocker. But and I get being pissed off at the players. But really, the fans, the fans of the teams, and even with being pissed off at Manfred and being pissed off at the players, again, why would you resort to violence? It makes you look even worse. Yeah, that's that's the thing that I, I kept going back to was, you know, I, I remember when the Astros came into to Denver earlier this year and, and even last year during COVID, one of the things that I remember the most, fans could not come in, but there were people standing outside the gate banging trash cans mm-hmm. outside the gate, just hoping that the Astros would hear them. And so – you know, this is something that's going to be with Altuve and Korea and some of these guys for the rest of their careers. It just is. Uh, but I also think that if you're a fan, you know, I, I remember, uh, you know, you never could go to Philadelphia and wear an opposing team's jersey. You never go to the Raiders and wear an opposing team's jersey. So you knew you were going to get the crap beat out of it. Well, especially if you were in a Broncos jersey. Oh, absolutely. Oh. Absolutely. <laughs> But, but I tell you, I don't think that we're at the point where, you know, I don't know. I, I just feel like that boo the Astros, give them the grief, everything else. But whenever you start taking it out on other fans and, hey, we don't know. Some of those fans may have provoked. Let's be honest here. Yeah. Some of those Astro fans may have. But but that's one thing that I, I every time I see the Astros on a schedule, I can't help but think about everything that – happens whenever they go on the road and how happy they must actually be at home. Yeah. And then also to look in the roads, well, looking at the schedule after that, to wrap up the month of August, the Rockies, after they face the giants for four, they will return home to face the Padres and diamondbacks. And then they will go back on the road to Wrigley field. Then they will go back to LA and then they will backtrack to Texas. So they will be making a triangle of sorts in that road trip as they will have to do some backtracking, multiple backtracking from Denver to Chicago and Chicago to LA and LA crossing back to Texas. 
you know, one thing I remember talking about at the all-star break was that how much, how many road games were left for the Rockies. Yeah. And, and again, they're not easy road games. Uh, you know, there's, there's not a lot that you look at and go, Oh, well that won't be so bad. Especially knowing that the road Rockies could pop up at any moment, you know, if they're not playing in San Diego, who knows they could pop up anywhere. And also too, and oh, let's talk September. They still have a three team Eastern division road trip, Philadelphia, Atlanta, Washington. It's not going to be fun playing mm-hmm. a 10 20 mountain time game on Thursday, September 16th in Atlanta. That's a really good point. Mm-hmm. And, and Dwayne, one thing that I'm, I'm real curious to see is it seems like that now the nationals are like that whole, we'll see you in September at, you know, on the schedule, uh, kind of like the brewers used to be at the start. The nationals are always at the end now. Uh, and, and Noah's got a great point because that East coast swing the Rockies could actually really play spoiler in that NL East, depending on how things are looking. Yeah, they could if they could continue to uh, uh, play well on the road as they have here recently. I mean, as Noah mentioned earlier, uh, you know, with as many wins uh, during the uh, uh, month of July as what they had in the previous uh, months combined this season. Uh, yeah, they could really uh, you know cre- create a lot of uh, havoc in uh, in these final uh, stages of the season and really. Uh, uh, be the spoil in a spoilers royal role and really uh, make it uh, tough on teams. And uh, you know, I, I think this is uh, going to be really a, a great test for uh, for Colorado here over these last uh, two months of the season. Can they, uh, you know, beat the teams that uh, like Miami coming in here? A team that you think that uh, with the Rockies playing them at Coors Field and the way the Rockies are playing right now and swinging the bats and all, um, and with some, with good starting pitching. Um, games that you think that they should win, can they then go out and then win those games? And then conversely, when they go on the road and they're playing better now, can they continue that uh, pattern to continue to play well on the road or will they regress and go back to what we've seen in the first four months of the season and end up uh, just being, uh, you know, an after the uh, uh, effect um, team for the rest of the year and and really make uh, no noise at all uh, during these last couple of months of the season. And, and what happens if, and sorry, no, what, but what happens if a Connor Joe, a Sam Hilliard, a, you know, I'm even going to say a, a Tapia, all these guys who you think are going to be part of things moving forward, or at least they're being looked at as guys who could be part of things moving forward, they can really show that they can perform well on the road. I think that that's going to be a big barometer for where they play into the system moving forward. Yeah. I mean, Sure. Uh, that'd be great if somebody hits 400 at Coors Field for the rest of the year, but if they hit 100 on the road, that 400 will kind of fly under the radar because A, they aren't playing as many home games as they are road, and B, uh, the 400 and 100 will balance out to about 250, which is nothing to write home about. But the p- point I was going to make is when we had an article about it on the site earlier this week is that um, – Major League Baseball kind of out of the blue decided, oh, let's release the 2022 schedule. And especially from a Dodgers point of view with the Rockies, it's very interesting. That's uh, mainly what we discussed about. They play, of course, six series, three in L.A., three in Colorado. And five of those six series are Dodgers home opener, Rockies home opener, July 4th, trade deadline, 
end of the season. So there's five year six series right there. Essentially around actual holidays or baseball holidays. Yep. Mm-hmm. And and let's not fool ourselves. The Dodgers are going to go deep into the postseason unless they just collapse. They have enough talent. I mean, they did in 2019. Yep. But uh, I mean, uh, they're bare minimum going to be in the postseason. Bare minimum. And and they will be ready for next year. And let's also not forget, I'm just going to throw this out there for consideration, boys. There's a lot of talk about our buddy Nolan Arenado. And could he opt out this offseason and join the blue and white at Chavez Ravine? If he does, well, my, 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 that's an interesting team there. How would you like to have Nolan in the opener uh, the, the very first time that he's in a Dodger uniform? Now, that's a lot of what if, but I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of drum beats out there about with the Cardinals not doing as well as expected this year. He's going to find a winner and do it quickly. Yeah, very well could. And that would be, I'll say it right now, that it would be the absolute worst case scenario for the Rockies. Yeah. Oh, definitely. No doubt about it. All right. So let's go around the horn here real quick. Is, uh, I want to stick with the Marlins series here before we wrap up. Uh, Noah, what's one thing you're going to watch for in the Miami series this weekend? I will be looking to see if Kyle Freeland makes his start. Um, I will be also, as I mentioned earlier, looking at the Marlins pitching staff. In theory, they are very good. But are they good at course? Okay. That's a good question. We're going to find out soon enough. Mr. Dupron, how about you, buddy? I'm going to continue to look at the uh, Rockies bullpen and see if they uh, can, uh, uh, can contain uh, or can at least continue the consistency that they've, be, they've shown more of here recently, uh, particularly uh, talking about uh, Daniel Bard and uh, Carlos Estevez. Uh, uh, can they uh, you know, maintain that consistency here um, you know, in the short term as well as uh, you know, continue that on for the remainder of the season and, uh, and make the, uh, the Rockies' bullpen uh, uh, a force that, uh, to be reckoned with uh, here during these latter stages of the season? And I will be looking at the one-two punch at the top of the lineup for the Rockies because we talked about Brandon Rogers, his 12-game hitting streak at the top. Let's not forget our main man, Rymel Tapia. Pom-poms come out, my friends, because Mr. Tapia has a nine-game hitting streak as well, and he's hitting 425 during those nine games. So, Noah, there's a one-two punch right there with Tapia and Rogers at the top of the lineup. You break out them purple pom-poms for Tapia. Baby, I'm just telling you, as long as he doesn't get near the wall, we're, doing, we're <laughs> all over it. I'm just going to tell you, we're all over it. And then uh, also, too, as long as he gets a better glove. Exactly. That, of course. Absolutely. We've got to make sure of that. Uh, but, gentlemen, I think uh, we've gone around the horn here. Uh, absolutely. Uh, some good stuff. Uh, any final thoughts, Mr. Dupron? No, I'm uh, really excited to see how things play out here in these uh, these final two months. I think there's a there's a lot of promise there. Can the uh, the Rockies follow through and uh, you know, make strides and continue with some of the strides that they started? Can they continue that uh, over the course of the long haul for these last uh, you know seven weeks of the season? And I'm going to come up with something corny like the R and R connection with Rymel and Rogers at top. I don't know. That's probably not going to take off. But there's got to be some 
something we can merge in there together for those two if they keep hitting like they're at the top of the lineup. And I will be looking forward to our continuing road trips because, and this is a little teaser, Rock's Pile is not done being on the road for this year. Oh, no. Some other places are. Some places never started, which is, honestly, it's a shame. That's a shame. There, but we are not. No, and you'll be hearing more about that soon enough. In fact, might have already started lining up a couple things for those road trips that you'll find out soon enough on the, the uh, site. Well, my, my, my. Well, Noah, you started us tonight. Take us home, brother. For Dwayne Dupron and Kevin Henry, I'm Noah Yingling. Thank you very much for listening and reading the site. And hopefully we will hear from you on social media as well. If you don't know, our main one is Twitter. You can check us out at RocksPileFS. And if you aren't on there, we'll still see you on the site. And as Mr. Kevin Henry always likes to say, go Rockies. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.